0: Welcome to Mechanations, a critical analysis and rewatch podcast. I am one of your hosts, Stephen Hero, also known as The Wrath of the South Seas. I am one of your other hosts, Ignis
1: Maddox, and I drive a truck that says I don't care what you think. I'm your final host, PMC Trilogy, and I sure hope this podcast doesn't turn out to be a jack-in-the-box. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I would hate that. I'm hoping that it's not going to turn out
2: to be a jack-in-the-box when we open it. I know we were talking off mic a little bit
1: about some of the called shots we had for E3. Yeah. Did we
2: want to, to touch back on that? Too? So,
1: yeah, E3 Maritimes. I know Steven Hero here loves, loves, loves press conferences. So I want to go to you for your, your E3 hot takes. Is that true? Do you love press conferences? I know you like to
0: go to the Sony one. That, yeah, that I like the experience have. of watching press conferences. Yeah they'll put that in my veins yeah right. i like the group experience of it i yeah.
1: I, I think that the, the shared excitement game announcements obviously i think we can all agree that the marketing speak is completely lost on oh my us god just please but you know the look we like games new games are exciting video games the promise are fun of new cool. games is fun and cool and
0: uh i think i mean i don't know go ahead Mister here. I, I'll so standouts for me, uh, Animal Crossing, definitely. Mm-hmm. New cool. Horizons, I believe, the subtitle. Yes, 2020. Uh, put that in my veins now. A little disappointed it's 2020, but, you know, give the, ti- yeah. You, you know, give give the, the time. Good. Yeah, delays are Yeah, give the team the time to work. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, Zelda was a great announcement. I'm very excited about that. Oh, Breath of the Wild 2? Yes. Yes,
2: or uh, however, whatever form that game is going to take, yes. It's and the
0: uh, new Tango Gameworks game, the name Ghost of Tokyo, Wire Tokyo. Tokyo. Definitely That's one of there. my top Those are too. my top three. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay, Ghostwire. I'm really Netflix digging there. the aesthetic. Cool. I want more details, of course. I of want course, to know how yeah. the gameplay right. folds out. Yeah. But other than that, those are my top three. What about you guys? Uh,
2: I guess I'll go next. Uh, I, I mean, to, to go through it really, really fast, uh, Microsoft didn't do much for me. Um, I'm excited on behalf of Halo people because I-, I think they're like uh, uh, wanderers in the desert and any more they can get is... is I-, I-, I sympathize in mm-hmm. that. So yeah. hey, Halo, uh, Halo many, Halo eternal...
1: That's not the right... In, infinite, that's the right... <laughs> Halo, the more of us. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> if it goes back to like, the combat evolve aesthetic, where I'm lost in this world, I don't care if I'm going back to a Halo. I want to go back to a Halo. The, after Halo 3, it got far too militarized for my take. It just it really got interested in that very specific UNSC aesthetic, which you, I just did not care about.
2: Yeah, I not. mean, so full disclosure, I have not played any Halo past... Like, when I say chronologically 3, I mean... Because I did play Reach. Mm, I did play yeah, Halo Reach, yeah, which, yeah, I, yeah. which I think released before 3, right? No, after no. That's the last Reach game. was the
1: last Bungie game. Oh, okay. So Reach was between three and four. Right.
2: Okay. So I played three in Reach and ODST, and that was as far as I went. As far as the Halo yeah. series goes, I don't really. I mean, and I and I will say that when in in high school, I did read the Halo novels. That those three original novels, the mm. uh, the Fall of Reach, uh, the one that's just Halo, the game and then another third one
0: which i don't i don't remember i think i read up to the fourth one was that first strike i don't know it's all blur <laughs> yeah man i, who I knows?
1: I, I think i read some of those too but i could not tell either you either way
2: it is not a a sci-fi shooter world that is without its merit and yeah. and I'm, and i'm fine to return to the, the the old the old guy my my best friend master chief uh, it seems like from what i've read from people who know halo things that that trailer makes no sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that you know, well that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, I thought the Bethesda press conference was cynical and weird. Uh I that was the one I felt the most uncomfortable with. N D season
1: Fallout's the most uncomfortable thing I've ever <laughs>
2: <laughs> like thought about. All right. Like what I don't want to. So so yeah. you know, Fallout 76 is this. It's this thing where, uh, on one hand, I I want to engage with it in a good faith way mm-hmm. yeah. because I think it is created like many of these things. It creates an economy of like like screeching sort of like gamer rage channels. Yeah, the gamers
1: are upset. Yes.
2: Yeah, the gamers are upset. Um and and that and to me it always creates this feeling of like, oh well there must be something good about it. Right, right. (laughs) But like in in this is one of those the worst people you know are right situations because like they very clearly had a cool idea which was a multiplayer fallout and and you know they were just wanted to make that happen. And when it released it just it clearly just wasn't ready yeah it just wasn't a a full game yet but they knew that the game service model gives a framework by which the consumers can like wave away some of the stuff that is like like it's very very obvious the care that went into parts of that game like i i took the advantage of the uh, uh, demo week Mm -hmm. for fallout 76 because at this point i was curious and it's free so Mm -hmm. why the fuck not i have not tried the battle royale thing yet um, my plan is to actually try that tonight and mm-hmm. then delete it okay. because I, I have played Fallout 76 and, like, it is just not engaging. Right. Like, it just doesn't, like, the, all the, there are individual aspects of it that work Um, and, and the survival aspects of it aren't even that frustrating, mm-hmm. which is, like, the sort yeah. of thing that initially put, turned me off of the game. Survival
0: gameplay. Yeah. It, I sleep. You know, like, I agree. I usually sleep with Bethesda games in general, personally. I liked Fallout Three and Four. Three they're not good Fallout
2: games necessarily, but they're fun, like three D sandbox apocalyptic, uh put garbage together into a basketball court video yeah. game.
1: Well I mean Bethesda does publish your Tango Boys, right?
0: Yeah. It was that and I Doom Eternal looks cool.
1: And I, I think I'm very curious if there is some single player component to the new Arcane project, Deathloop.
0: Oh yes, that looks very. Yeah, good. Oh, that looks
1: cool. Yeah. It looks really cool. I just couldn't tell if it was just like a straight multiplayer game or what. The, yeah, let me let me. The the concept looks very yeah. cool. that's yeah. that's most. Oh yeah the, yeah, the like the 6E
0: styling, very yeah. good. I yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, Fantasy Star Online too is really cool news. I don't know. In two thousand twenty, I'll have the time to play it. It was that's never been my thing. Like
1: I I I'm so happy for Fantasy Star Online fans in the U S. That it's coming with right. South. I'm happy for him. Not my thing. Um, I guess we should we should take
2: a, an opportunity here to to drive into the curb that is the Square press conference. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, because uh, I mean the main thing to talk about from Square because we
1: could drive right over the speed bump that was the Avengers game because uh, that the, I mean we're n- look well whatever we actually see like footage of that we'll come back to it, it.
2: It seems like they're just not ready to show off what the hell it actually yeah, is. yet. Yeah. It just seemed because we didn't we didn't get anything. We right. got what was like a kind of bad-looking video game version of an yeah. Avengers film. Uh, no offense to any of the voice actors, who are all fine. Right. Or anything like that. All the voice just,
1: actors are professionals, yeah. but the The visual flair was not there. Yeah.
2: It just wasn't... I don't know. Anyway, the main thing to talk about there would probably be Final Fantasy. Uh yeah. Kingdom Hearts DLC was nothing. Yeah. Uh, uh, but Final Fantasy VII Remake was showed off in great detail. We finally yeah. got to see Tifa. She looks great. She looks great. Uh, We finally got confirmation of how the gameplay works, and you will be taking control of individual characters, which was something I was concerned about. Right, right. Although, I'm not sure about Eris. Mm, That wasn't something that they explicitly showed. It seemed like Eris will be interacting with the party. It Mm. didn't look like at any point you took control of eris and what i maybe. saw though
1: yeah i don't know i thought i had seen uh attacking but maybe maybe that was just her as an ally
2: right i just wasn't positive positive. And, and you know this is that's an interesting like I, I guess topic to discuss when it comes to eris
1: and her quote-unquote playability in that game well mm-hmm. i mean the, the first game is going to be midgar so it's not like you well, have right. to worry about anything A- happening anything there. happening to that character yeah, for sure well right. that's
2: kind of the question right is is like if they're going to go this episodic route um how are they going
0: to because like in, in I my think the he- question comes down is it two games or three games at this point point? and if for some reason the first game bombs they're probably just going to do one very abridged second game that's my read on the situation probably,
2: yeah have you guys ever heard of this series that i've kind of mentioned before no, I, I was thinking zenosaga too zenosaga as well called zenosaga where they planned on making six games and they instead made three um, and this is something that... I'm not saying this
1: will... Listen. I thought while, you were going to talk about Shenmue,
0: I think it's also <laughs> in the same boat. It's crazy. If someone asks you, Suzuki, how far will Shenmue 3 bring us to the story? 40%. So if you do the math, there's yeah. five more are, games. Are you... Mm, I know, especially considering okay. Shenmue 3 is such a Hail Mary pass. That's it. That's really probably it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it.
1: There's no that's way that not... Shenmue 3 is going to set the world on fire, so like, that's listen, pretty much it.
2: There are these things... like anyway i need to
1: yeah. back
2: to seven like Final fantasy seven is out no a saga like uh yeah. i, I stephen here you, you said in in a in a private chat that oh, yeah. you know it, Final yeah. fantasy fifteen fifteen is is not well liked among Final fantasy fans even though that's wrong uh uh and and it still made a ton of money yeah like Final fantasy seven is a pillar it is a pillar and and like it's already working on people who are not at all interested in re- mm-hmm. going back and replaying right. Final Fantasy Seven. Like you know, my partner is is really interested in Tifa and Eris in specific, and my younger brother who is not a big JRPG player is now kind of working through the backlog of Final Fantasies. Like, not that that's necessary to play seven at all, right? Right. Um, but it's working. It's already happening. You yeah, know? which is yeah. part of the whole like exercise of seven. Was there anything in particular? The only thing I would say is is that I haven't heard a million people say already is that like. Uh, I, I don't. I, I'm interested to see what else they turn into, like uh, what they thought was important to turn into a moment. Like mm. I, I know I heard a lot of people complaining about the the length of the guard armor fight, and I feel like I, I feel like that's the sort of thing that could very easily be different once
1: that, it's playable. Yeah, that's the sort of thing. I, I agree. That you know me, I hate fights that drag on. Right. That's not my thing. Right. Uh, but I also think that chances are, especially for such a game that's intended to reach such a big audience, like this is an SMT. No. Atlas does. not atlas hates us mm-hmm. Squeenix doesn't necessarily know what it thinks no yeah so i don't not really too concerned about that i think that's probably going to be tweakable um no i mean i think the i think that's the question right like what is going to be a moment you know what is going to be reproduced what might be you know new added i i'm surprised i haven't heard too many people talk about the only joke i've seen about this was from the there's like a wild arm on who made a joke about um, are they going to create a full production of Loveless and fill it with um, quotes from Angel Genesis? Genesis, would Genesis. Be the character from Crisis? That Core. Was gack, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah Crisis Core. That's actually that was the one thing I was thinking about is like will we see um, my my guess is minimum. They seem pretty married to m- like like melding this into
2: mm. their Star Wars prequel Final okay. uh, Fantasy Seven extended canon. Yeah. It what was their like. official name for the, comp- the Final Fantasy Seven compilation was yeah, it? Yeah, compilation of Final Fantasy Seven yeah. was what it was called. Um, and like I'm not I'm not the biggest hater of that stuff. I think Advent Children is fine. It's definitely weird, but It's fine. weird, yeah. Um,
0: I think uh, Crisis Core is almost great. It's it's good. I always wanted to check out the Turk cell phone game that we never got. I've never, I mean... Before Crisis. The mm-hmm. Turks are really stylish and cool, but they're
2: fucking narcs. So. No, I know. <laughs> Like, you know, uh, but I never played Dirge of Cerberus. I, I, I'm pretty sure... Consider I, yourself lucky. I don't want to name names, yeah. but I do know one person who's okay. played Dirge of Cerberus... Uh, all the way through, I'm fairly certain. Me? Yes, yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> I only have bad memories. Um, the combat was insipid and the story was equally as sl- so.
2: Well, I, from what I understand of the story, it really is like a measurement of how much you are invested in Vincent. I feel like if you're a big Vincent stan, the, the story's going to work for you because it really just kind of clarifies his man pain. You know, like if you really want to know, I think the, the real thing it, it, it helps clarify is like how the fuck... Did Lucretia? I guess spoilers. I don't. Be- fuck. No, no. It's- How the fuck did Lucretia justify sleeping with Hojo in any regard in, of anything in any? But it turns out like like if you if you understand the like i never got this from mm-hmm. the text of Seven, yeah. But I guess Hojo is like attractive for a man his age. But like the way he's been presented does not scream that to me. But you know who knows whatever. But yeah, 7 looks exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a lot of cool thought, JRPG remasters yeah, I thought was sweet, or re releases. I, way-
0: I thought they had a lot of stuff to offer. Right? The, yeah. The, um, a, Set Densetsu 3. It was revealed. Trials the, of the, mana. That yep. looks cool. Yep. I'm glad we can finally see that. I'm a little less psyched for the remake just because they took out multiplayer. And Psykin Densetsu 3 is a very accessible multiplayer game if you like Couch Cop. Yeah. Okay. The combat's not incredibly intense, but especially yeah. if you're playing with someone new to the genre, it can be really mm. accessible and the no, i'm never going to play it but romancing saga 3 is super cool in english same yeah. with scarlet, scarlet saga. saga i hear good things yeah. i don't have time for these things right but. is scarlet saga
1: spelled in a silly way is it scarlet cigar well
0: it's the g well, the is always capitalized
2: okay, sure, sure, for sure. a sort of stylization yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, thing sure, sure,
1: sure, sure, sure. yeah i mean i i'm interested in the in the scarlet one i i'd be curious to see how i would feel about I think the question for me is I should just try remake Secret of Mana because original Secret of Mana gameplay is brain poison to me. So I, 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 I that's a game that I had tried a bunch of times on ROM as a kid. And like every time I was like, this doesn't make any sense.
0: Yeah, I guess if you had to rip that Band-Aid off, like if you are like, I need to finish this, I would. Just, and you really don't like the aesthetics mm-hmm. or how the, how the original plays, yeah, yeah I would say that's right. a, yeah. a yeah. compromise. The thing I've read
2: is that the 3D, the remake... If you were used to the original and the way that that one, like when you talk about like feels, mm-hmm. then I think the 3D one is has a
0: lot of friction for Yeah, you, a lot of people are really, not myself, but a lot of people are really married to that first aesthetic. Right.
2: It's not even just aesthetic. Uh, apparently there are ways in which your character, like, you know, when in, in these types of games when your character gets hit, the, you have a period of invincibility where you, you are expecting that even if it's very, very, like, like half a second or something, mm. you get a moment where yeah. you're not just going to get... You're not going to get generated. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I think it's things like that that are different in the remake. And, and, and I feel like if you were someone who, who just, like, bounced off of the way that game played, like, maybe it will yeah, feel better right. no. with modern sensibilities, you know? Like, maybe yeah. that's the way to approach that. Right, right. Um... Let's see. Oh, and then Nintendo. Uh, Nintendo kind of just reinforced a lot of the stuff. Uh, it looks like Demon X Machina looks a whole lot better than its demo. Um, it seems like they addressed a lot of the stuff that people had age, uh, issues with. It still, it still mostly looks like a PlayStation 2 game, but that, yeah. that's exactly right. That's right. what I want from it. So,
1: Right. To me, it looks like an, a hyper-stylized version of a PlayStation 2 Armored Core game, right. which is fine by yeah. me <laughs> yes um astral chain looks
0: cool i wish it was about cops but what are you gonna do let's see animal crossing we talked about the animal crossing seems fun only thing i was hoping for is maybe the inevitable metroid prime collection remake or remaster that's all i want
2: yeah i mean that would be nice yeah put it on the switch thanks yeah. awakening looks
1: nice
0: it does look looks, nice looks yeah.
2: really really nice very excited to check yeah. that out uh the twin peaks of zelda games um breath of the wild 2 or the whatever form that will take Oh, I do want to. I do want to address last week. Uh, I poo pooed the idea of the Banjo Kazooie announcement, um, and and I want to. Well, here's the reason why I bring it up because <laughs> um, my reasoning at the time was that I I didn't think it was realistic that Banjo Kazooie would be put into the game because I didn't see the Japanese audience responding mm, to that at all. Yeah, um, and I just want to point out that I, I think I was still right in this regard. Right. Because we had a joint announcement. Yeah. It wasn't just Banjo-Kazooie. It was also the Dragon Quest Hero. And that, to me, kind of confirms what I'm talking
1: about. Right. Because
2: Dragon Quest Hero... Not for... In America, people are like, Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, no one I think was like like disappointed necessarily. Um. But in Japan, I, I it, like it popped off like yeah. in a big bad way. People were very excited about that. And it's all the Dragon Quest. Like, there's a a number of ones that I feel like were the right choices to do. I think it was one, four, eight, and eleven. I yeah. think are the ones they chose. Um. That that's cool. And, and Banjo Kazooie is, is fucking hype as hell. Like like you know <laughs> like even if you're not like a 3d n64 3d platformer person like the the grant kirkhope music we're gonna get is hype as hell it looks like they're doing a really good job i i, I would assume no for pmc trilogy but but steven hero have you played banjo kazooie at all
0: yeah i like banjo kazooie um, i would love to go back to it i like to sometimes turning my mind off and just doing a collectathon. sometimes sure that's very satisfying so i really like the donkey kong country 3 aesthetic of like in the woods in Canada. Yes. And I kind of get that feel. Well, yeah, that feel is in banjo Banjo-Kazoo. That's
2: Banjo-Kazooie, yeah. yeah. I, I think what, what it's for me, it's less the collect-a-thon and more there is a pleasing logic to some of the movement puzzles mm-hmm. offered within this N64 3D platformer. Um, the idea of collecting things makes me die. I yeah. turn into a skeleton and yeah. die. Uh, and so it needs to be hidden from me at all possible. There are like maybe five like categories of things to collect in Banjo Kazooie, and that is entirely too many things of like of things to collect. Um, but still, good. Excited about that. Smash Brothers is fun. Um, I have a lot of thoughts about Breath of the Wild too that would maybe need to be its own. Podcast. Yeah, that
1: would be. Yeah, be outside yeah the big outside scope of this. I,
2: I will go ahead and bow <laughs> out. Although I just want to say, I just want to say, Breath of the Wild is a mech game. And then pass it on to PMC.
1: Yeah, look, get, get, yeah, I know. The- well, is Death Stranding a mech game? Well, mm. well, mm. are the
2: babies pilots? Is that...
1: Maybe. Because
2: in, in the, the logic I was using for Breath of the Wild, yes. the champions pilot the Divine Beasts, right. which are clearly mechs. Yes. Um... I don't know who pilots what in Death Stranding. I don't know. we need a little more context to make w- that w- oh, okay. judgment call. In, in Hideo Kojima's mind, though, are we the pilots for Norman Reedus? And is Norman Reedus the mech? Because I don't know if you recall, but Hideo Kojima said that if, when we play, Norman Reedus will be with us. Yes. Is Norman Reedus a mech? Well, that's the question <laughs> to, to, to the two of you, really. Right. Like, uh, but I guess these these are questions we will answer when Death Stranding launches. When is, that, is that this My year? November, it's November is F- I think. Yeah, now, yeah. Cause I'm definitely packed
0: now. Because I'm definitely picking up Fallen Order now. So that's oh, on the list. yeah, that looks okay. I, I watched a little bit more of that since last time, and it seems like that, that'll be... Yeah, they sold me.
2: Yeah, I, you know what'll be fun is that I feel like I'm going to pick that up and be a mega expert on it because I am below average at Sekiro, and it seems like that's going to be like... If you've if you picked up some of those those otherwise useless skills from Sekiro or other action games, then you're gonna be good to go for this this
1: Jedi Jedi stab-a-thon. Wait... What was the additional information about Fallen Order that makes it more like a Sekiro-type game? That's the combat Yeah, uh, It's, it's going,
0: Dark Souls-inspired. It's more. It's just more thoughtful than something like Forced Leash, where you're like, bring down... Yeah, I, I hate to tell
2: you this, trip, PMC. Yeah, PMC. They, they might have poisoned it for you in this regard. It's I,
1: more like Fallen interest I do, in this game. I
2: do believe there is a posture bar. I do believe there are death blows. I, I believe it works... As far as I understand, it works very similarly to Sekiro. Uh, I, I think uh, it's probably just going to to be yeah but the hitboxes will
0: be more free yeah. yeah. it's, yeah. it's not gonna be experience. as punishing yeah what's yeah. super cool though is a, a focus on exploration and b you could return to places that you previously went to and unlock new stuff which is cool okay. for me. Exploration, good. Is good. Explo- yeah.
1: exploration is good exploration exploration is the if i would ever play any of those souls games it would be for exploration
0: i get it i get it, you on this deracine hype train that's what you need to play oh
1: uh, deracine i should play I'll play Echo Knight and Duress and I'm
2: trying to think if there's any other small things. we. I mean, we didn't talk about Cyberpunk, but maybe
1: we can yeah. just start, start uh, sidestep that. Trails of Cold Steel 3 oh, release date of 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 for course. North America came out this that yeah. September 2? Yes, yeah, September, September as That's well. a Met yeah. game. So yeah, that yeah. September and November again. It's super it bad. It is a Met game. Yes, absolutely. As because, we famously remember from the end of Cold Steel is 1. Is that a
2: spoiler? Did I just spoiler boy?
1: Oh, Does don't that, worry. I Cold Steel One's been out for a while now, man. I don't know. It's been out for literally like three or four years. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's like
2: I just know that that's a reveal at the end of Cold Steel One, kind of, sort of. But anyway, surprise, there are mechs in anime games. Yeah,
0: (laughs) Uh, it must be something. It must be one other thing that.
2: I mean, we okay. So we didn't talk about any of the like we didn't we skipped over Final Fantasy XIV because none of us play that. PMC is allergic to MMOs. Outer Wilds. Oh, looks cool. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Is it is it weird to say that I'm like thirty percent less interested in that after this year than I wait, was? Wait, hold on. Out, outer worlds? No, not Outer Worlds. Oh. We're talking about. Oh no, wait, no, wait, wait. wait. Means outer World. Outer Worlds came I mean, out.
1: Outer Worlds is the one that just came out. Yeah. Outer Worlds. Is outer the Worlds is the Obsidian one. Yeah. Sorry, names. Yeah, I I can't. Names. Well, words are wind. Words are wind. Uh, I meant. I meant the obsidian. game. Yes,
2: I was talking about. Yeah, I thought you. Uh, I I thought Outer Worlds was the. Anyway, it's
1: fine. No, Outer Wilds is the one that came out and everyone's raving over. Outer
2: Worlds is the obsidian game. Yes. So, um, I don't know. I'm I'm a little bit concerned. Uh, Have you ever? Have you? Did either of you play Borderlands? No. I played Borderlands one and two. Have you tried to revisit? Borderlands, not for its like the gameplay is, is is peachy keen. It works just fine, but the writing for Borderlands Two is exhausting. Yeah, I'm afraid um, I would not want to replay that game. So something that that happens to me a little bit, uh, it reminds me a lot of those penny arcade RPGs where they're written in a way that, at the time, was was very pleasing. It, it felt like you know it was acknowledging the culture you were in. And now is like sandpaper to me a little bit, where it's like this exists in its own context a little bit too much and, and isn't like a real piece of writing. Yeah. Um and Borderlands is very much that. Specifically Claptrap, although I, I don't I don't I don't dislike Claptrack in the same way that everybody else in the world does. I he it still kind of the absurdity of that particular character works for me, even though the context of it sucks. He's
0: a little yeah. He's a little then. trash camera. He's by. the one in the Telltale poker game with yes. Brock Samson Yes, yeah. he is.
2: Yes, he is. Um. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Night. At, Night at the uh the yeah, 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 thing yeah, 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 yeah. with Strong Bad and yeah. Tycho, unfortunately, and 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 all that, that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm concerned about outer worlds being like that mm. i'm a little bit like there's a part of me where i was like i don't know the the way that that you're you're throwing the, the corporation evil corporations in my face makes me feel like you don't take this kind of real bad mm-hmm. thing seriously well, in a that's way the question right that, yeah. and like the way that they like or they could be a psychopath and they shoot the guy and it's like yeah i i know how these games work i know that the option is there to be like a crazy nihilist but this is the sort of thing that was like a super, uh, like a surprising thing to include in your game in the Fallout 3 sort of, you know. And I'm, I'm a little bit worried at this point that they haven't evolved, you know. Mm, the gameplay yeah. stuff looks fun.
0: Yeah, it fun it reminded me of, of like the, some of the stuff I've seen in Rage 2, even though Rage 2 does not look interesting or good. I'm, if I do play it, one of the reasons, outside of any thematic concerns, is just the fact that it's a lot more self-contained than your typical Bethesda game, which no, appeals true. to me who really slides off that gameplay. I, I I think I'm, you know, this, there's just no way to know this from trailers and
2: stuff. But bad trailers yeah. could exist for right, this right. thing. What matters is the writing, the actual... And, and Obsidian is usually very good at this. Yeah. So, like, it's just that trailer made me feel not good feelings. Yeah, yeah. Um, it just felt like, uh, I don't know, it felt like uh, uh, I was being pandered to in a bad way. Mm, yeah, in the yeah, way that, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it
0: was a little too in-your-face for me to, as well. It, that. Like, as if I was reading a copy of EGM, like, the advertisements from, like, 2003 as well, like I, jumping off the page. If, it definitely felt like
2: something that would have worked really well in 2012. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's what it reminded me
0: of. Oh, I was disappointed. The Ark Systems Godzilla game either doesn't exist or they didn't show it. But yeah, anyway, that was a bummer. Yeah, I wanted to see that. That's okay, though. Eh. And Elden Ring, I have no thoughts on. Who gives a shit?
1: I'm Who never gives, a, fucking shit? Play yeah. Who gives a shit? Playing that? Yeah. Who gives a not <laughs> gameplay. Who
2: gives a fuck? It's yeah. just, just an interesting trailer and a fun name. But yeah, I guess is, are those all the? It's not everything that that is like a big deal to discuss. Like I know we didn't talk I about mean, Cyberpunk. The but that's only okay. other
1: thing, and this these aren't games, but we're close to the next generation of consoles from Sony and Microsoft. And oh yeah, Project Scarlet. Yeah, and if, presumably PS5. PS5 and yeah. and um, Switch I or Switch. Uh, oh, yeah, the speculation about a new version of the Switch. There,
0: I suspect that they're going to have a smaller model Switch or Pro. a smaller model and an upgrade model before a total revision just to accommodate an influx of players for Pokemon and or Animal Crossing. Yeah. So there'll be some new hardware, I'm sure, in the yeah. next year. Yeah, Christmas time. I oh, know. I guess I could talk yeah. about that, too.
2: Um,
0: oh, yeah, the Pokemons?
2: Yeah. Sword and Shield looks cool. Um, it looks like they're taking the uh, exploration parts of Let's Go in the wild area and mm. folding that into Sun and Moon. I know, PMC, you played Sun and Moon. Uh, did you play Sun and Moon? I
0: did not, actually. I haven't played Pokemon in a very long time. I'm if, o- I'm very open to a new Pokemon experience. If
2: If I could make a single recommendation as far as a, a Pokemon game to play. Sun and Moon? I, I think Sun and Moon is very, very good. Mm-hmm. I think Sun and Moon has done a good enough job of shaking up. It, you're still doing the same sort of like fighting a collection of people in order to get access to the, the, strong, the, strongest, the strongest four? Is that what they're called? Yes. Yeah, the strongest the best four. four. The best four. Thank yes. you. The best four. It, it's still that, and you're still collecting, and you're still making a team, but Sun and Moon has cultivated it into a form that is pleasing to digest and not brain dead. Mm-hmm. I think it is a good, it walks that line pretty well. And it has a, a story I like, I think.
1: Cool. Yeah. The, the changes that it makes in quality of life is it takes away labor that is tedious or bothersome, but you're still making the essential decisions regarding your team and mm-hmm. skills to keep and, and you know, when, when to do moves and such, but yeah. you know, things like keeping track of, uh, elemental advantages and, uh, you know, and, and HMs. You don't actually have to teach, your, take up move slots of HMs anymore, yeah. or for the, the ones for traversing terrain. Uh, so there's a lot of really good quality of life stuff. Also, they did they do a thing called trials instead of gyms, and the trials are just I I think I, I, at the minimum a good fresh take on mm-hmm. this, and I I think I kind of like them better. But.
0: Yeah, the world always looks cool. I love Pokemon Snap. I like hanging out in that world. So. If Sun and you're, Moon appeals to me in that regard. If you're looking for a summer game, in the words of Howard Kramer, uh, Sun and Moon
2: is like that. It is atmosphere o'clock. Like Alola is such a uh, Aloha is such a good setting in that regard. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um.
2: Uh, but yeah, I'm. Uh, and just to touch on the controversy of the the Pokedex thing, I, I think it's fine. It had to happen sooner or later. Yeah. Like I, I don't. Yeah. Here's the thing: your first playthrough, it won't affect at all. Like this is the thing. Like people are this is one of those things that I, I think it's just difficult to recognize when it's happening which is that that where you're not it's not sustainable not only is it not sustainable but like you're not really getting upset at at like a real thing that you're losing necessarily like eventually there the, it it just wasn't going to be or that's all the game was going to be like that eventually there we will get that pokemon game where it's like all of, everything you can get them all in this one you can get all two thousand pokemon and like you know like but what number are we up to now 900 something nine something um it well that's and that's the thing too is like you know i don't want to talk about this because of my personal take as the pokedex is like all pokes are beautiful all pokes are good um there's you know when you when you're making these games like you make redundant pokes there's a lot of just normal type Rattata ass motherfuckers, yeah, yeah. you
0: know, you have to animate these things and that could be a time spent on time off or b time spent Just move shifting those resources to other aspects of the game
2: Well, not to mention like when you're talking about because a lot of the models have have been the same since X and Y mm-hmm. um, when you're talking about Transferring those already made models and textures and what have you you're talking about moving from one platform to a completely different platform So it's even if those models are made up. It's still labor. Yeah, it's still time, yeah, right? Um, anyway it's dumb Pokemon sword and shield looks like cool dog mm-hmm. with sword dog with shield very cool okay uh this is a kind of a long marin yeah but, this is a long e3 Marin but that's okay we're yeah. we've only got one episode to cover it's today true. From Pat
1: labor it is true and uh, we're
2: gonna so you think we should, should we go north into the yeah, summary let's go north young man yeah this is episode all cars recorded. Caligawa, ready Urogawa, ready
1: already hurry cow
2: Seven
0: of Pat Labor I think is that right? you did mm, yes. it you did okay. it buddy you <laughs> yeah did there it. we go good job Machinations um, is a critical analysis and rewatch podcast oh I got it
2: yeah there you go uh, so let's go north SV2 uh, the SV2 gang are mobilized to chase after a runaway truck stolen with a military labor inside little do they know that the thief they're chasing down is actually in fact a double thief which is wrong they do know that Uh, a man who stole from the original thief now entangled with the police and the eco-terrorist group Beach House. Goto concocts a means to bring the double thief where he wants him, but lack of communication and other errors allow the double thief and Beach House agent to get away. Goto is then informed by the SG2 that they will be joined by members of the S.E.E. who developed the stolen labor. Goto suspects that they are actually trying to cover up the fact that they smuggled a military labor into the country via sneaky, sneaky means and because he is Goto and the show loves him, he is completely correct. The SEE managed to stop the truck and injure slash kill the beach house pilot. It's not really clear. Uh, and the Double Thief manages to escape with the stolen labor, but is stopped by the SV2. The SV2 insists upon handling the stolen labor, but the SEE Goon Squad refused to back down. After a brief struggle, no and the Double Thief team up to defeat the Goon Squad. It's revealed that the Double Thief stole the truck in the first place in order to make it back to his wife, who was giving birth. Good guy Goto argues with Nagumo that this man is basically unknown to anyone. And Nagumo shrugs and leaves to the credits, walking into the first Patlabor movie, I assume. And that's it. That's it for SV2 Ghosts North. Yeah, SV2 Uh, goes North. Why is this the seventh episode?
1: What is is this? uh, This is so close to being the episode we wanted. I think throughout our discussion of the OVA, we have wanted a sort of police procedural that would touch upon... Kind of mundane crime. I think Stephen Hero has said traffic crime, for example. Yeah. But that it would be, because it would involve labors, it would inevitably involve our team yeah. handling it. Mm-hmm. And so you would get that sort of world-building flavor, the bureaucracy, uh, those other elements to it. And I feel like we get so close to that yeah, in this episode, but then the two major sins of Pat Labor show up, to <laughs> screw it up. <laughs> One of them being... Uh, kind of pulling the threads of larger uh military political intrigue, uh-huh. in this case, the involvement of an arms manufacturer putting a military labor into the country right, and the other is doing goof episodes, yeah, like a
2: goof up right uh, and so yeah.
1: and of course it 's the the guy trying to get to his newborn baby episode, which is like you know an old old standard, but like i i didn 't need those things like i I almost I almost feel like it's worse for having both of them in the same episode. Well, so, like, and something we'll talk about today when we do our wrap-up is, is like,
2: I, I really appreciated our history episode for the, the ability to frame this whole project, at, at, that is to say the, or the early days, Pat Labor, um, in the sense of, like, these guys who wanted to swim against the current of Mecca shows, right? Because I could see them in a meeting where they're like, okay... We want to introduce the SEE. We want to introduce, they've got their, their, I assume that's, that's how this leads into Pat Labor. The first, I, I didn't look into this actually. I'll, yeah, go ahead I and not admit looked
1: into any details of the um, first movie.
2: I can't imagine this truck driver is a major character who will return. I hope not.
1: Um, Do we have a name for the truck driver?
0: I started in my notes first. He was inept driver, and then he was what I refer migrant to, worker or uh, what is he seasonal worker? Yeah, person. I uh, refer
1: to him as bad dub uh, in I, my I, my notes. Oh, I was okay. You scared me off of the
2: dub <laughs> from the the group chat. So I was there was a moment where I was like. <laughs> I definitely want to check out what PMC is talking about, but then now it's like, no, nope. I, I will, I will let him, I will let him do this, this uh, uh, carry this burden for, for us. Yeah, exactly. Even though I watched the dub too. Yeah, I, I looked at the, uh, the, um, uh, I looked at the footprints left in the sand, and then it was the one set of footprints, and it was because PMC listened to the dub and not me. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, uh, I called him Radio Terror. Because, uh, there is a scene where we haven't been revealed yet that the, that the, (laughs) that the double thief is a goofus, where, um, (laughs) he, uh, uh, he just fucking, like straight, like he just, his bare hand rips the radio out from the dash. And I was like, oh shit. Because I was... There was a crazy part of me that was like... Because remember, this was a show where we had a Godzilla episode. And there was a Godzilla, a kaiju in it. This wasn't like a, a misunderstanding. There was a kaiju yeah. that exists in it, the world.
1: It was not a weather balloon. No. It was a real kaiju. So
2: I thought there was a crazy moment where in the first watch through, I was like, this is a Terminator. This is a man from the future or something like that. They're doing another 80s film thing. Yeah. Um, but no, that's a red herring meant to throw you off from the fact that he's a goofus. Um and I sort of applaud that, but it also makes no sense. Like it is one of those things that in hindsight, why did he do that?
1: <laughs> yeah, why did he do that? Like why I that's going to be I mean yes. yes. So
2: um, you know, off the top I will, I will say that it looks like that this animation sure, this was directed by a different direction. Uh, as far as the
0: animation goes. Yeah, I don't think Oshii directed this one.
2: No, it doesn't look like
0: it. He directed like, the previous six episodes, though.
2: Um, it looks like everybody
0: looks just a teeny tiny bit different, but it also looks good. This
2: is a nice looking episode.
0: Yeah, the animation team, especially in the beginning, which I, this was a nice touch, decided to omit the traditional OP, which I don't mind, yeah. but I like how the credits appear on screen as the action unfolds. Yeah, I thought it, it was a nice touch. It's more cinematic. Yeah. Yeah, and then it sets up the movie well, too.
2: Yeah. Um... Uh, So we have a scene where our our mysterious double thief uh, gets off the phone in slow motion uh, uh, and steals the... And and this is a... Uh, to their credit, a
1: good setup because yes, that's good foreshadowing. Yes. the guy getting off the phone, like, what is the phone? And of course, we realize at the end that it right. was the news about about the the wife and child. So th- this is good setup, right? You know, in contrast to Radio Claw,
2: right? Well, because we're getting, <laughs> well, because we're getting <laughs> incomplete information that that allows you to to think about like, oh, what? Who was that? Why was he on the phone? Why did he steal this truck? Why doesn't this guy want the cop to look into it? And like. Can I can we talk about Beach House's like, you know, I'm not saying that eco terrorist group have like really complex like training regiments for their for their members. Um, but I think that I would if I had stolen a military labor yeah. and someone had stolen my truck with the stolen military labor in it, and a cop was like, Hey, was that your truck that was stolen? I'd be like, No. And leave. <laughs> You know what I mean, like and and do something other than the most suspicious thing possible, which is how this eco terrorist decides to. I mean, the thing that's fun, I will say, overall, again, to compliment the show, is that the the whole reason that anyone even knew about this plot in the first place was because of this double thief. That's mm-hmm. a, like, like they sat down and wrote this story, and they were like, "We're going to do a serious, like like a sort of plot that would be in another mecha show where." a military arms manufacturer accidentally sneaks a dangerous weapon into the country that bad actors are able to take mm-hmm. advantage of. Um, but the joke will be that a, a goofus, uh, you know, fouls yeah. it all up. And that's the whole reason anyone knows anything about it. That's kind of clever. It, it, it would be better elsewhere. It would be better in a show where I, it, it's a, it's the same problem that the last two parter had where it, it's, it's, it's a
0: fine version of what it is. Uh, but I don't like anyone involved. Is the main problem? I can't get over how obsessed the OVA is with Beach House. We continually return to Beach House, and it really bothers me that environmental groups are a punching bag, especially for a show that goes, "All right, it's 1988. We're going to acknowledge that global warming is a threat, which is a very progressive idea." Mm-hmm. Furthermore, we're going to encourage collective action. All right, whether or not you dig the the you know the big labor project, that's what combating or living with global warming entails unfortunately yeah at this point it involves acclimating to this new world
1: yeah i think we touched on some of this when we discussed the first instance of beach house and I'd be, I think for me to really inform myself on this, I need to go back and understand why it was that left-wing environmental terrorism was such a punching bag. Because we could probably off the top of our head name so many things, episodes of Bebop, FF7, you know, so many bits and pieces where this idea of left-wing eco-terrorism was like the terrorism threat, even though, you know, it's like – it seems i mean i think historically it didn't live up to the hype and in retrospect it seems ridiculous
2: i think from a writing perspective what's convenient about left-wing eco-terrorism is that it is the sort of thing that you could write off as the individual people taking too far without mm-hmm. implying anything so like let's say they were you know uh, uh representing a a minority group of some kind. That is a, a, a thornier issue mm. to discuss than a you know, like left-wing eco terrorists you can kind of write off as like, you know, naive college students. Like that's almost the the sort of vibe that I got from, you know, I, I don't I, I watched the sub and and the sub might have made these choices um but like the 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 guy who was the pilot used the term comrade a lot. Which has specific, at least in America, yeah. has specific sort of connotations in with regards to leftist sort of.
1: For the Marxist, most part, the the dub stuck to the the, the, the Comrade during that, during that sequence. Uh, okay, yeah. sure.
2: So, like you know, there's a, a. I think from a writing point of view, it, it comes up at a, because it's like victimless. There, there's, there's no like, or not no, but like it, it comes off like, you know, they are. This is part of the thing that I think Barrett suffers from a little bit in the English script for, for Final Fantasy VII because he comes off like over like overzealous and and not really understanding the problem in a way. And so he's attacking it in a way that is naive and not mm-hmm. helpful. yeah um, And I think that's the... As far as fiction goes, the overall point of view on eco-terrorists, I think it's less that... E- e- like the, that the that uh eco-terrorists have the wrong idea although i do think that is the feeling that pat labor
0: yeah i don't things- i don't think O'Shea believes that but the problem is by condemning in the show the show condemns class solidarity right. and environmentalism right well that's what i'm saying is that and not- i really dig the fact that global warming is a plot point especially so early on i think that's rad i think
2: and and this is something i'll talk about in my wrap-up like it's a thoughtlessness that i'm that i think was so easy to forgive in the time. Yeah. Like and i think, you know, th- there are similar sorts of things that we forgive in entertainment now that in 10, 20 years are, are going to to someone in our, you know, whoever does mechanations 2 30 mm-hmm. years from now, yeah. the sequel to mechanations, cuz they do sequels to podcasts. Exactly. Yeah. Um uh you know, we'll probably look back on Pacific Rim, or or I was, you know, I'll talk about the first Iron Man movie later when we wrap up, and like there's going to be stuff there that that people are talking about now, but are going to feel more acute later, you know. And I'm not saying don't talk about it. I'm saying that that's that's one of those things that we'll have to keep in mind is that this is less a. Like, there are almost no statements in this show, and that's, a, that's a, to me, one of the problems, but I, that's also what's happening. Like, mm-hmm. even though this stuff rankles for us in a big, bad way, like, to them, it was... It, I, I I imagine, because they don't comment on it, it was just a, a means to have an antagonist. So it's like left-wing eco-terrorist.
0: The one thing I do not appreciate but can tolerate with yui characterization is he's not – it's not egregious in the fact that he's like a mustachioed villain. Right. But he's so – like we you're talking about with Barrett, just – the show portrays him as so naive and overzealous because of that, right. that ignorance. Right.
2: There's this assumption that if you, if you resort to this, it's because you are – unreasonable instead of the the system is fucked like it, it's it's fine for our heroes to think of the system is fucked and to act on our own but it's not fine for Beach house to do exactly. it exactly um, but in any case I want to reiterate though Beach house Rad name. Excellent name. Beach. Very good name. Very good name. No, no, no. There's no doubt about that. I also like um, I don't know if you if if this showed up for your version of of Mm. Pat Labor, but written on the truck is we we uh, don't care what you think. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Which is good. Very good. Good
2: thing to be written on a truck, like the Pork Chop Express from uh,
0: Big (laughs) Trouble in Little China. Oh, there's one thing I wanted to bring up too, because of course this came out in the late eighties, the Soviet Union didn't dissolve until late ninety one. I'm curious if the movies and TV shows after the Cold War "Unquote ended if they continue in, if in the Pat Labor world, but it does take place in the fictional world of the late nineties. Mm-hmm. Whether the, they continue with that, whether the Soviet Union ever dissolves, I don't think it does. But that's just a thought that occurred to me. Yeah,
2: I'd be interested to see because well, Japan's yeah. relationship with Russia is as fraught as as America's relationship with Russia yes. in many ways, um, or similarly fraught. I guess yeah. is a
0: better way of putting it uh, because there are specifics that I'm sure I don't understand. And there's a proximity that we as Americans thrive. Yeah, with. yeah.
2: Uh, So, yeah, Goto, here, he uses his main character correctness to comedy assert his authority over the Super Nintendo Chalmers that he runs into, uh, who set up that that barricade, and he suggests, like, we need to keep him on the highway, so this barricade needs to go down. Um, That's, like to discuss what you were saying like that's a good example of yeah like the sort of stuff that if they if pat labor was just this it would be so much easier to that. yeah
1: there, there's a bunch of scenes with with goto in this when it's not the military thriller thing and instead just tracking down this rogue truck where it does the police procedural things i think it would be stronger at doing
0: yeah i was thinking like how if i had to rewrite the show how would if you wanted to keep the core workplace drama intact i would have just turned try to move you could have cops but you could interact with them differently but maybe like an army corps of engineers type group to you know do the heavy lifting and you could still have that workplace drama and theoretically you could still be operating labors as well and also perhaps sidestep some of this because it blunts the message of civil civic mindedness that i think at least in part oshi and team has
1: i would have
2: focused more on character i i think that they i think this is hard because i think the setup for all of this is correct like, I think they they wanted it to be funny. And I think comedy is the best way to go if you're gonna do a cop mech show because if you if you do it seriously you need to address a lot of stuff. And Pat is not interested in addressing it. But if you're gonna do it comedy, there has to be real characters because this this Pat Lieber is not able to be a funny show be if you don't if you're not into the archetypes that they're giving you and like none of the archetypes work for me anyway. I can't speak for everybody, but like our main characters don't do anything in this episode, like Godo is the main character of the last three episodes that we've had, and there's nothing to godo he's just really competent um there's a weird scene though I wanted to ask you guys about, although it might be skipping ahead um because we have a we have a scene where our our labor crew have cornered the double thief mm-hmm. goofus we'll call yeah. him uh and uh, he's driving into the the noah in in her in her alphonse and noah realizes that the goofus is is just a total goofus she she picks up that he is he is not really doing this with any sort of intention and is just sort of driving a stolen ass truck um and so she hesitates and to me my interpretation of this scene was that multiple people failed here
1: did you guys pick that up, or do you? Or, or do yeah, you think? I, I think that was my my take as well. Like when they were doing the face to face, you know, kind of back and forth between uh, Azumi and Goofus, which I hilariously screwed up in my media player. Uh, oh yes, tweeted that's when that happened. that's when that happened. Okay, yeah, that yes. happened. okay. <laughs> um, which really kind of underscored for me that that's what you know that's what they were doing with the screenplay there was that they were sort of establishing that there was a a, a moment of recognition. A yes, yes. Uh, and then of course it cascaded from there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it's also to me an illustration—not, I mean, of failure, yes, but like also of failure that is baked into the team because of like individual personal flaws. Yeah, you know, Oda failed by being Oda. Clancy failed by being Clancy. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, yeah, it just seemed like I—I I felt like there was a an intention on the behalf of the show to put it on Noah for like having this connection to the criminal for a sec. I, I, and I wasn't sure how much... To me, I read it as lots of people could have picked up the slack there. And that isn't necessarily yeah. Noah altogether. Yeah. And that's the, the, the point of the shut up scene with Kanuka, uh, where Kanuka says in English, shut up. I mean, uh, there's also
1: the fact that no one expected the arm to pop out of the truck. That's right. like a surprise element. Sure, you know? of course. But then we get to the
2: scene where the person in charge... I I wasn't sure... They never named this person?
0: At first, I thought, because they want to bring in foreign affairs, that maybe he was a high-ranking government official, but then I thought, he seems to know Goto a little more intimately, so maybe he's a police chief of some sort. I could have sworn they
1: said his name at some point. Like, like earlier on, when Nagumo was talking about
0: someone, like, showing up, that... They do reference the Chief Kaiho. Was that him? Uh, Nagumo says earlier, Chief Kaiho is wound up trying to score points, because if he was a random politico, I doubt he'd know Goto. Mm-hmm. I thought at first uh, at first that he was an
2: SEE guy. Yeah. But it seems more like he is Chief Kaiho. We're going to yeah. go with that assumption yeah. from here on. Uh, he lets the uh, Agoto and Nagumo know that the SEE are going to be uh, sending their Zaku 2 units to go uh, and pick up their
0: this SEE developed unit. You net. know who this else they reminded me of Alpha 5 from uh, Power Rangers so with they, the little visor. So they definitely look like if you if the Zaku 2s
2: and the the water claw guys the ge- georgs georgs gogs high gogs G- you know you know how zaku do you know how those those zeon mechs do it looks like a fusion of those it yeah. looks good i yeah, you know I like what? the mech design in the show even yeah. though we've only seen the Alphons and like some uh podunk like <laughs> fucking like like you know like uh 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 City like bus versions of Labors, basically, yeah, or yeah. that tripod labor from the first right. episode. Like oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, all those, all those are big. Good though, yeah, those are all yeah, cool all sci-fi mecha technology dealy bobs. And and you know, spoilers for later. uh This new red
1: one is the coolest design yeah, in this show. Probably, I yeah. love that guy. I have okay, so oh, I, but it, sorry, I, I have an important context question because. You know, usually on the rewatch, I try to make sure that in terms just of laying out the factual details of the plot, that I'm picking up everything that the show is setting down. And there is a sequence, uh, it's, and it kind of frames around real quick because yeah, there
2: is a smile shared between Nagumo and Goto oh, when yeah. this President Man leaves. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What? What it? Well, what don't is know. that? I they, I, they, I thought about it. I, I what are they communicating in that moment? Because we immediately cut to Goto laying out like. I think that they're there to cover up their mistake. So what the fuck are they grinning about in that moment? Like what? What?
1: What? Anyway, sorry. Continue what you're saying. They just like fucking with their bosses, probably. I guess. Like it's so hard to say. I wasn't sure at all. It was supposed to be communicated there. What's the deal with the squad of four civilian cars? And like, who are they? I thought it was
0: a kind of a cool shot, but I had no idea.
1: Yeah, because but like we reach out to them by radio contact, and then they try to do this like herding maneuver, and then. Our goofus, who we still don't see his, face. Remember, we don't see his face until the sequence with Izumi at the tunnel entrance, right? And so he just fucking murders one of those, va- yeah, one of them that like, goes just straight off, right? And the guy survives because this is a comedy show, right? But you know, so when we have the the rips out the radio and then runs a guy off the road in a semi, right? But his he's a goofus,
2: yeah, he's a total fucking goofus. Yeah. Like I guess, like the you know. To return to what we were talking about right. with the destruction of the radio, I guess that was like imminent father strength,
0: which allowed him to do yeah. that. You know
2: that thing where you read about uh, mothers saving children from cars? I always and getting- remember the
0: Simpsons episode. I think Maggie saves Homer in the ocean for sure. some reason. I remember that. Yeah,
2: no, no. And and that's what I was like, maybe that's what's going on with him right now, that he's just like so pumped up on adrenaline. And it's until that moment where he, he has eye contact with Noah where he's like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> why are the cops like this?" Piss. <laughs> So yeah, they they go through the tunnel, those things happen, we cut into uh, Nagumo and uh,
1: Goto receiving the information from the Super Nintendo Chalmers guy. Yeah. No, I really do think it is just the understanding that it's a cover-up. I think that's maybe, like, they both figure it out. And, and kind of almost the same way that they figure out what's going on in 5 and 6, you know, that they yeah. put together some of those pieces. I think maybe it's a callback to that sort of thing, mm-hmm. where they both got into the car in the rain, and they're yeah. like, oh, this is a coup. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. And maybe in this case, they're like... This is, uh, you know, a corrupt corporate cover-up.
2: Yeah, it's that thing again, and I, I touched on it last time we talked about this, where Pat Lieber firmly believes like the, the the real source of like true justice is like it's not at the top and it's not at the bottom. It's like the people in the middle who are commanding the people at the bottom who, who can act with outside of the margins that the people on the top need to are are constrained by almost like there's this sort of like. It's very 80s, right? It's just very lone wolf, like sort of. The, they're the only people who can get the. Or I guess this is more of a 70s thing, right? Like your your death wish and your, mm-hmm. your oh yeah your um uh, uh dirty uh, Harry, dirty Harry. Yes, yeah. that's more that's more what I was thinking. Or and, and I mean, this is also an evolution from your noir, like all all uh, PI noir stories are lone wolf ass, you know, to th- th- eventually to result in Chinatown, where Chinatown was just like you know, like, definitely just shit all over the idea a little bit by just doing it. It's, it's you know, I I think that that's the point of Godot, in a way. It's, like, he is the most genre-savvy person in the show and can instantly translate any errant piece of information the show gives into the correct course of action in a way that's, like, that can be fun to watch. Like, I guess I just wish I liked Godot, like, an inch more. Mm -hmm. If there was one weird thing about Godot that I could, like attach myself to like if, like something that uh, pops to mind like like miles Edgworth, it it's not really gone into at all is super into silver samurai which to me is like is very revealing right. of a, a, an aspect of his character that you don't necessarily need to write out it's just something that's true like you you can imagine other things that are true about this guy if this right thing is
1: i think true. if you had some sort of you know fixation on coffee or you know any sort of thing right just a just, little bit, because I think with, without some sort of way to relate to him, I agree, he comes across just as sort of the ultimate genre-savvy yeah, character he's, that's hard to relate to.
2: Right, I mean, this, all the characters in Pat Labor suffer from this, but and, and like, to degrees, you can be fine with it, and it's something I'll talk about when we wrap up, but it, it just, like, I wish there was an inch of something more there. Like, it, and it's true of basically all the characters. If there was like the teeniest tiniest bit of a thing, like it would be enough to get me into the sto- the stakes of what's happening here. Mm-hmm. Um and like the last two parter was very good at that with Ozma. Like Ozma got a little bit more interesting because he seemed legitimately concerned about what was happening. Even though the, the they didn't feel the need to go into that or anything yeah, like that, yeah. but it was still worked, right? The scene where Noah lifts the eye mask is really good. I'll remember that scene forever. That's a good scene.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Uh, so at this point, the uh, the ge- the Highgog uh SEE guys are able to uh, divert the truck, and the truck goes goes fucking. It- What's that infamous bad trucking PC game? Is that Monster Truck? Oh, Big Rigs. Yeah, Big Rigs. Yes, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. it, it- straight Big Rigs and just right. falls onto its side. And the the Beach House guy dies?
1: Wait, I thought they, at the end of the episode, doesn't um... Yeah, was, doesn't Goto uh, say they have him in custody? Because they're, oh. they're gonna, It's like, oh, who do you... Whose testimony would you believe? oh no, they testimony do, yeah, or they the testimony or You're the right. criminal? You're yeah, right. Yeah, he right,
0: says, but Morimoto
1: will talk. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I was wondering if that was the other gentleman they captured in the beginning that no. we were still referring but to. But that guy but... never
1: met Goofus
2: Oh, I guess that's true. So, Good point. Yeah. yeah. Okay, fair enough. So, yeah, is incapacitated, and so Goofus, uh takes takes the, uh... I, at this point, I thought it was called the shaft because that's the, the English that we see on it, but that is just the name of the Right, the
1: manufacturing. Yeah. Um, I really wish we had seen...
2: What is it called? The, the Brocken?
1: Yeah, the Brocken. Okay, I I really wanted to see what the pilots of the the Zaku's looked like. Me too. Same. I just imagined they were like Hans and Franz or something like that. <laughs> That'd you be know, great. just some like just German boys. Yeah, you're um you're oh Hans, we got to stop the Brocken.
2: And- <laughs> oh yeah, You're, you're um your Biggs and Wedge. Is yeah, what I was picturing yeah. or um uh, I was really hoping it to open up and it would be a uh, Shige and Sakaki. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, just because they weren't in the episode, <laughs> yeah, so
1: yeah.
2: um it's Rolina. Uh, from so from here, uh, the Goofus is in the red mac, and the, it's not really too much more from there. No, because,
1: we pretty much get to the final checkpoint where apparently uh, uh, Noah and Ozma were having some conversation about movies that we're just not filled in on.
0: <laughs> I was going to ask about this. Is this <laughs> and that um, could have been a potentially sweet moment? if right, there was a little more, context. a little
1: more context would have been
0: great. Is it like? And the episode is already shortened to begin with. I kind of like, I kind
2: of like the space that's here where it's not really clear, like. The, like the conversation they have is one I could be having with either of you, you know. But it could also be one I'd be having with my partner, where there's a more romantic context to it. Like where you know, right. If I if I win, you do the dishes, and if you win, I'll take you to the movie tonight, mm-hmm. which is something I often say to the two of you. Um, <laughs> um, and and I I like that space, but I also resent that space because this is something that non shoujo anime deals with a lot, which is this like, um, real people don't fuck (laughs) like real people don't get attracted to each other and they don't act on those feelings. This is the main show. Shonen is more problematic in this Mm -hmm, regard. Shonen is really like, it really wants to capitalize on conversations about shipping and like, uh, uh, characters being kind of single. So the people who watch the show can imagine themselves in relation, like in ways that I think are, bad and dumb for the 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 story <laughs> like i think it's fine to her character this is something that i i think show writing has has taught is poison for a show which is like if you if you put characters in relationships it it like cancels out the pathway forward for mm-hmm. those characters but like doesn't that to me that always seems weird like yeah can't you just make a new path with, with and and like people can still have issues when they're in a relationship and like they don't have to be relationship ending issues it's just that you navigate shit shit happens that you didn't think about you know you don't think about the way you hang your towel but maybe it bothers the shit out of people and like that's a small thing but you could make you could figure that shit out right Um, and I would have liked I don't know I I thought the Noah is and and Ozma stuff was really cute in uh, five and six. I think they did a good job. We didn't talk about it much, but it wasn't like skeezy or mm. like or even like you know uh, I, I I just erotic. I don't know if that's the <laughs> way to describe it necessarily. But you know we we talked a little bit about how there's like like you know a connotation of, about going to hang out at your lady co workers mm, yeah, uh, yeah. liquor store <laughs> with their dad. But it seems like they've continued their out of work, you know, friendly relationship, and and I would say that there is a connotation of romance just because his name is the one she calls out when she feels in in danger. Mm. Um, I just wish that this was more of a. We, I could have used like three or four more lines about this throughout the yeah, episode because yeah. they're the characters that we care about right. not Goofus
1: uh, yeah. no, I, I definitely agree that um, that Azuma and Noah are definitely the characters I am most on, on board with in yeah. terms of caring about their character arcs at least I think
0: yeah I liked how Yamazaki had some lines this episode yeah, yeah, right at the top
1: yeah. good
0: for him good for him something that bothered me a bit during the fight so Noah and Goofus team up yeah. and thematically signaling an alliance between workers and the police that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way For those listeners who have, like, no idea... Like, let's say you're not very politically minded in the first place. You've always liked the show. You're revisiting the show with us. You, for some reason, don't understand or get or hang up with the police. The police is an institution meant to enforce private property. It's meant to essentially keep certain segments of the population down. So, for... Like, there's so much historical and political context here. So, for the goofus and Noah just to team up, like, in a very... The the clothesline maneuver is super cool to watch. Oh, yeah. Thematically, it just... You know, if, for example, the worker could have, should have, you know, in that ideal world, should have called the police to pick him up and take him to the hospital in the first place, if that's what the show wanted to be. Right. Yet, for some reason, he had to steal a car in order to get to the, you know, and get to his wife in the hospital, which signals, which also signals some things about the society in the first place. Right,
2: that he doesn't have his
0: own vehicle. And, and I wanna,
2: I want to be extremely clear here. I agree with you 100%. I this is something that I think the show later we're going to talk about how the show is thoughtless that this what you're describing is exactly it I also feel like they, there's no world where they thought of that at all because I agree oh, with yeah 100 like the, the what what the story is actually telling us kind of sucks but the they're the way that they're thinking of it, it is just like some some loser some nobody you know with with good intentions with it. that's the whole thing is that like there's nothing more wholesome. Than like an expecting father, you know that is the like that is the like the the currency with which the show is trying to pass, right? That he is just like, can you imagine like Clint McElroy in this role Mm -hmm. like that? Like because that's that's what we're trying to get across, right? It's just like this guy who is like you know and i'm not saying clip macroy the man i'm saying that this is the part he plays when it comes to his <laughs> voice is like inept and you know well meaning but mostly just sort of like doing his best and and that's the like the role that goofish is meant to play but you're right though in in that that the, these are the symbols that they're trading in and this is the whole this You just put the finger on the problem with Pat Labor in the early days in general.
0: And occasionally, too. Like the Pat Laborers occasionally, like corporations suck, but they never go explore that further. Like in the last episode with Azuma, he's like – I can't remember the exact context, but he's like, yo, my dad just wants to advertise. Right, yes. And then here, too, they could have focused it around Shaft Enterprises and had a more thoughtful commentary on that because the idea that the police are – Com, you know, team up with corporate orations, kind of rubs go to the wrong way, but they kind of drop the ball on that. And instead place most of the blame on the rogue environmentalists, which I'm like, come on.
2: Well, so that's the part where, like, I, I think in in when they're making this, when they're coming up with the story, when they're putting it together, I think in their their heads they really are like seeing these things as as just the the structure with which the main thing they want to tell, which is like our heroes who are Reinforced by society to have the means by which to enforce justice which to them is just cops. That's what cops mean right are the people who, who enforce the law. They're basically like fantasy paladins mm-hmm. as far as this story is concerned. It's they, there's no other context to the structure in which they work in there. They're the setting of that world like there's basically no governments. There's no civilians. There's no because we can't get into that stuff because if we do things get messy and we're not allowed to have fun anymore. Uh, and that's kind of the the like the, the, the line they're trying to walk, right? Yeah. I, I'm not saying this is a right. thing that's true, this yeah. is their right.
1: thinking. The, and I think I think my only question about that in terms of putting in framing in their thinking, right? Because yeah. we're already discussing our interpretation of the text. Right. My only concern with that is that the text itself still goes out of its way in at least one occasion episode four to acknowledge you know the the concern over uses of police force yeah so i don't you know i and so i I guess what i would be looking for then if if we're concerned with the original author's take on the police too is how do we square things like you know use of force, use of labor, is within that fantasy paladin? Yeah, that bothers me too. Like you
0: can't have your cake and eat it too. At some point, you, here's a police, a highly restricted police force. The bureaucracy keeps it contained, and yeah. yet though it also argues that oh, but you need to take matters into your own hands at times too to put down certain rogue to, elements, right? To
1: to to, but the, to counteract. The own the corruption within your yeah. system, right? Because mm-hmm. that's essentially what Episode Seven is doing: is that you have this police corporate corruption, or even right, to put down right a nationalistic law. coup,
0: which is you know or, on paper which yeah. is yeah dope, cool, right. but it's like one step for, one small step forward, two larger steps back. Well, yeah. th-
2: this is the yeah. I think that this is all it, it tied up with the the sort of thoughtlessness that like so recently. I went back and watched the first police story film starring Jackie Chan. And those films are, are excellent mm-hmm. as far as like martial arts. Oh, yeah. And, and, what uh, what years though? I haven't seen it. 80 brr, around this time, Ages 84, now. 85, I want to say. It's, it's early 80s. Uh, okay. The first police story and Jackie Chan. Um, if, when I say Jackie Chan, uh, as Americans, I think we have a specific idea of a, of a lovable, but, but, you know, uh, 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 dangerous martial artist who is able to create uh, 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 weapons out of normal objects. But as a goofus, I think people really f- relate to the Jackie Chan Adventures television yep. show. Um, I forgot that existed. Yes. Uh, in Police Story 1, the character he plays is an asshole. <laughs> is such a dick. And in a way that the movie is not critical of. Um, and it's just... It, it is just a product of the time. In in a way that I I roll my eyes at when people say, like, this is a thing that destroys all means by which we can criticize it but like it really is and and I get that feeling today when I was doing my wrap up I couldn't shake that thought of like like if I was listening to someone talk about die hard like this mm-hmm. would I feel like this is an inappropriate lens to apply and th- this was something I struggled with when like talking about doing the wrap up today for yeah. for Pat Labor. Do
1: we want to cap our discussion of episode seven before we truly move into our Pat Labor OVA wrap up? Yeah,
2: we probably should. So, um, the we this is the reveal. The reveal. Goofus is with his family. Yeah, and they seem like nice folks. Goofus Junior. Um, yeah, Goofus the Babe and Goofus the Wife and uh <laughs> Mrs. Goofus. Yeah, Mrs. Goofus. Um, and Kanuka is is not Kanuka. I apologize um nagumo and goto are having a discussion about what they're going to do with this guy and is like fuck this guy whatever You're like he, he, in the end what did he do he stole a truck he gives a shit yeah just,
1: just pretend this bad dub never happened
2: yeah <laughs>
1: that's why they should have arrested
2: him. Yeah. Um, and you know he did uh oh i don't want to barrel past it the animation of the fight between Alphonse and the the, the Mex is great.
1: It's good. It's, it's Yeah.
2: It, there's a reason to watch this show. It's just, like, put it on mute. Don't pay attention to the plot at all. Just watch the visuals enter into your eyeballs because someone should make a dope music video out of these, basically. Um because that fight is great, and the moment, the the, the clothesline moment is very good in style, yeah. like wrestling sort of stuff. Like the, wrestling is very big in Japan, and a lot of the stuff that we see in, in action comes from that style of storytelling. Especially you know? how
0: they yell it out, too, as they're doing it. Right,
2: exactly. That comes from wrestling. It comes from circus performing. It comes from all sorts of karaoke. Not karaoke. Kabuki theater. Mm, yeah. Jesus, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, karaoke theater, you know. Um, and I, I, I don't know like as much as I'm shitting on Goto as the like like oh the 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 man who who who's ex, like he's so good at policing he can't be like promoted he's very much um Simon Pegg's character in Hot Fuzz except yeah. like it, except like instead of being hyper competent at specific on the ground police work he's just like the ultimate chief basically
0: now I just want to swap Hot Fuzz quotes back and forth
2: Yeah I mean Hot Fuzz is, is such a good like, hot, like I almost I regret invoking the spoke the specter of Hot Fuzz because like when it comes to like cops as a structure to deliver comedy, like at no point do I stop and go like in Hot Fuzz there's no point where I'm like I I am, I have to keep in mind that the 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 structure of, of the police is an oppressive one and same
0: like, and that's been bothering me these like last month and a half like I don't I, watch Brooklyn Nine Nine so I have no personal experience there but.
2: Brooklyn 99, it's harder for me to put away. Brooklyn 99 is a really, really funny show. It it really is like, but like, there is, there is like, there are those times, and like, Brooklyn 99 doesn't shy away from it necessarily to its credit, but like, there are times where I'm like, yeah, but you guys are cops. (laughs) Like, it's hard too, because like, Terry Crews is so good, and, and there's, there are so many good bits in Brooklyn 99, but it does still happen to me there, but like, it, it, it is something that, that when it comes to, Cops and comedy at no point do I run into that speed bump that I do with Pat labor mm-hmm. like Pat labor is almost all speed bumps versus like stuff like brooklyn nine nine and uh uh hot fuzz uh but yeah um uh <laughs> fucking goto says a weird thing about going to see the baby to uh nagumo and nagumo's like fuck you and yeah. leaves. <laughs>
1: Like, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm done with this yeah, shit
2: I, I just don't know what to take from that i felt like that was just it, it, like regressive gender politics yeah that, it, seemed, like, it
1: just seemed like bad gender politics is like babies yes
2: Ooh, mm-hmm. women love babies
1: yeah thanks goto
2: yeah i don't know i i, I imagine like you know because we will eventually watch the first pat labor movie I know that that's on the docket versus the Pat Lieber television shows. Which I got a,
0: I got a, you know, I mean, if we're doing this for seven years, we might have to uh, go. I mean, we're, we're running of mecha anime. I'm not really interested too much in the television show. Maybe like years down the line, there's yeah. a second OVA show, which maybe I'll check out. There is, I'm really interested in the three movies, though. Yeah,
2: it, but yeah, that, that's kind of the. Uh, I mean, my, my last note here is a kind of a strange note to end things. Yeah, on, but, very uh, weird. You know, uh, it, it's it's one of those things where. It really did put me in a sort of, you know, I didn't like Pat Labor necessarily in 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 the sort of way you would traditionally talk about liking a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe the best way actually to discuss this is to go into our wrap-ups. Yeah,
1: it's for our wrap-up rubric.
2: Now, you might recall we have, this is the second quote-unquote series that we have finished, and the first one being Genlock. And when we finished Genlock, we had... A little bit of a structure by which we we summed up our feelings about the show, and I'm going to lead us off here. Uh, w- first, we're going to talk about our favorite characters. Uh, I have a lot of thoughts about this. Mm-hmm. This is our rubric is is uh, was constructed to be applied to all the things that we do. This time around, it's going to be a little bit more difficult than it was with yeah, Gemlock. Yeah. I think. Um, if I were being honest, I ended up enjoying Noah the most. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't. I really don't feel comfortable giving her my favorite character award because character is a really strong word to describe noah with um she's more of uh an archetype than anything else and but a fun one a, yeah. one that i enjoyed watching i think for what the show is she's the character i enjoyed the most and honorable mention goes to yamazaki uh and matsui because just matsui earned a lot of points for me just for being the sort of Inspector, just the, the the sort of blustery inspector guy. I I always like that guy. I don't know. Uh, what about uh, you guys? I'm gonna
0: take one. Of PM- PMC go first. I'm yeah. gonna take one of yours.
1: Okay. Well, I think for me, like far and away, Azuma was my was my favorite character because I felt like he he had the most to do in terms of you know for the short time that we had, and it's only a separate episode of EA. But I think he kind of showed the most character growth because he started as this nepotism character who didn't want to be there and then maybe just wants to be there because he finds Clancy attractive and then by the time you get to the final three episode stretch I think he's in, engaged and concerned about the world in a way he that he wasn't before um, and, you know and then he also you know I think understands his colleagues and uh, understands his family now he's not hasn't wholly navigated all these things perfectly but for me you know he felt like the one most in in the driver's seat as a human being, which yeah. I, I cared about. Uh, to to piggyback off back off that, um, you know, something we we
2: we failed to discuss. Uh, they've they've successfully nailed Oda as the one not to be in their squad, which was a fun interaction between Noah and Asuma. Um, uh Yeah, right,
1: well, he should be in jail.
2: Yeah, for sure. No, for sure. And and like, I wish almost I completely agree with everything you said, and I wish that his arc was a little bit less
0: subtext than it is. Like it should be more on screen than it yeah. is. So uh, my Steven. favorite character is Oda. <laughs> I-, I thought you were going to say the Chief. I like the Chief the best, just because I really like that archetype. Yeah. It appears in so much, but right. I like it. Just who's uh, really committed? He this, this he, the committed to this job. Just the, this the and it's also he's a little divorced from the police force as well because he's in the mechanic, so that's easier to swallow. I like Nagumo a lot too, just because I kind of the older I am, the more I. See my, not necessarily see myself, but this world weary bureaucrat, which falls under my favorite trope. I just feel more, maybe as I'm old, uh, aging as well. I'm a small tangent, but like if I was, like when I watched Ava in, I don't know, late middle school, there's characters I would associate with, I probably associate with them that I certainly don't now. Like just Masato working, like going to her job every day and the nerve personnel, that's who I see myself through, the lens I threw. Mm -hmm. But when I was the same age as, particularly Shinji, That's who probably uses Evangelion through. So, aging now with pat labor, a lot of the older characters and their world weariness, I kind of appeals to me more. Yeah,
2: I think to piggyback off of Nagumo, I, I think that Nagumo, the archetype of like she is too just to be like brought up to the higher levels of the like that says a bad thing about what they think about the structure of the police force, but it's a fun
0: archetype, you know? So I also... I like. I wish there was more nuance. Because Ignis, you brought up, too, like, they're all cut from the same cloth, like Kanuka as well. Right. I liked Kanuka. The problem is because she's a cop and she's kind of trigger-happy, kind of turned me off as well. She, I I know there's a lot to work with there, but she goes for her gun an awful lot. Yeah, she does. Which rubbed me the wrong way. But also, she's put in certain situations, too, like with Ozma uh, going to her house unannounced, and there's a whole lot to work through there.
2: Yeah, uh, there was a lot of uh, sort of, like... They didn't feel the need to, to characterize her beyond her uh identity as half Japanese, it seemed like. Yeah. Um, but you know, whatever. Uh there's there's not enough to talk about when it comes yeah, to that. Yeah. So then we'll move on to our next category, which is our favorite mech, which obviously there's less to specifically talk about here. Uh and I'll I'll go ahead. I'll go last this time, okay. so Steven, why don't you lead yeah. us off here
0: with your favorite? Just the Ingram, because I like the antenna. Yeah, fair yeah, enough. That's it. The Ingram's it's, great. It's very distinct. I like. We talked about this earlier. I like the head more than anything else in the body. Yeah. Uh, the other mechs are cool. A little indistinct for me, but I like the bulbous Zaku-esque designs of like, the uh, Brocken and the other... Boys we see his yeah. names lead yeah. me. Yeah, no,
1: no, I think that's fair. We only got to, we didn't really get to see it in a proper action beyond the one best scene in the show. But the JSDF mech, yes, is yes. incredible. The oh, like the cockpit, you know what? I totally forgot, and about the that. lights in the cockpit yes. and the way the pilot looks. And I mean the chain gun's cool. Yeah. I, I wish we had actually seen seen it in a in a stand up fight, but yes. that's probably mine, my, my number one. The Brocken's cool too. But. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and round us off
2: with the the red Brocken that was stolen by the Goofus is excellent. It reminds me of a like if Sezabi from Shars Counterattack lost a lot of weight, that's what the Brocken would look like. Um I love the Sazabi, one of my favorite mech designs, period. Uh and here, this is the toughest one, especially for here. Uh Was there a trope or idea that you felt was well executed, or one that you felt failed? Um, I'm going to lead us off here just to provide, like, right, yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, For me, as far as the latter goes, you could kind of almost put this entire show into the the trope that just didn't work,
0: like (laughs) sort of. I was really blunt. I was like, the police as an instrument of good, least fair trope.
2: Yeah, it's it just doesn't. It, it's built off of that premise and if that premise is shaky for you, the whole show kind of like to demonstrate for us kind of falls apart because it really is like the thing I returned to enjoying the most is actually cover the topic uh, was the, the invisible labor of the engineers. I, I really thought this was a thing that the show was concerned about showing us. It was concerned about acknowledging yeah. and every single time it did, it felt to me like it added verisimilitude to the world. Yeah. It, no, keep going, keep going. Um, it is... Sakaki and Shige are not really characters as much as they are plot objects in the story, even though Shige has some good shenanigans. Um, but every time that they showed up, I felt like the part of the world they were portraying was honest. They felt like engineers to me. I know a lot of engineers. They, they felt correct. It seemed like something that the creators had engaged with before. I think it was done well
0: almost everything else was done bad do you ever see The Wind Rises Miyazaki's formerly final film yes I get the, I get the relationship between the engineers reminds me a lot of I'm missing the name, main character's name but the aeroplane engineer yes. as well
2: yes yes that's a fair comparison I think yes um, who wants to who wants to go next
0: I mean I,
1: I think the only success I could really find was basically the extent to which Azuma's character arc is a trope just kind of yeah. doubling back to Azuma yeah uh, I I do want to single out, in terms of failures, uh, how colossally unfortunate Episode 4 is yeah. as the Mystery Goof uh, episode. Man. I was depending on
2: you guys to bring up Episode 4, because and I then, feel like Episode 4 is the like...
1: Yeah, and then I also really wanted to single out that of our Ensemble, cla- ensemble cast... Two of them are complete trope failures as Oda, gun-crazy police officer, and Shinshi, whipped husband. Yeah. Neither of which are
0: useful or funny or anything.
1: They
2: could be entirely removed from the show and we lose nothing. Nothing. Literally nothing.
0: My ideal show, like if I liked the show a little more and it was not really played up for goofs, uh, Oda would have been properly dismissed and like... Put under martial law and Again I don't have the words For this but he, right. could have,
1: he could have been That member of the Ensemble cast That gets thrown Under the bus early on Right you Or know? has
0: a redemption arc yeah. And uh, yeah I'm going back to The world-weary bureaucrat That sense of ennui That especially the Older members feel They that definitely did I that feel, The best yeah. I agree uh, oh, at, least, uh, at least for At with Oda if, yeah. 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 No, I think that's fair. I think it, listening to us, that's the most. I'm, bu- I'm glad the show shits on Oda occasionally. So, I mean, the show is aware that Oda kind of sucks, but, but also like, does.
1: Here's the problem, though, and, and I think that we get to this with the show being a comedy is they know Oda is bad, but is it a joke? Is it funny that Oda is bad? Or is it, like, actually a problem?
0: Yeah. No, same. Yeah.
1: Because that's the thing. It's like the military coup is actually bad and a problem. Right. Oda being, you know, a threat to everyone around him constantly is a joke. It's funny. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, so, I mean, to round up, to, to close things out, in many ways, uh, Pat Le- uh, the Pat Labor OVA, The Early Days, is something I profess to love a lot. Uh, a series that is mostly a structure for low-stakes plots for characters to navigate. And it's maybe reflect a lot on my reactions and why I won't forgive the show for the things it indulges in. Uh, it was made me curious about what the show, what a show like this with more space would be like, which I assume the TV show is. If you followed along with us on the way, I think for each individual tape, I came off as pretty negative. Tape, as in each pairing of episodes, uh, and, and I think in the end, the show is harmless and at worst, mostly just thoughtless. But the specific ways that it is thoughtless rankles very hard. I wish we had an inch more insight into every character. I wish the show was split more evenly between Fluff and serious. But to its credit, it's so gorgeous to look at, and the perfect way to see something that is of its time. Like if you're talking about something set up in its own context, Pat Labor is so that. With slightly different choices, this would be an instant classic. Something with rough spots that were
0: easier to forgive. But as is, I don't think Pat Labor or the early days is something I would ever revisit. I agree. The, the animation is uh, how I primarily enjoy these episodes, or because of the animation, which is yeah. absolutely gorgeous. Yes. We'll never see animation as good as this. I mean, stylistic choices may vary, and what you like may vary, but there's, there's, there's no money for this anymore. And most it's not hand-drawn. So if you really like a hand-drawn aesthetic, which I do, you're not going to get that with the CG. Yeah, it made me really look forward to when we eventually cover... I talked
2: about this before already, but in the Waltz, when mm-hmm. we get to watch the Waltz, like in Blu-ray, like...
1: Mm, that's gonna be good that's gonna be good shit uh yeah pmc anything yeah i think kind of my roundup thoughts i might have accidentally dumped at the beginning of the pod where i really said that you know you you had the the specters of serious topics and sort of uh sloppily executed goofs sort of teaming up to really foil what was otherwise a visual delight yeah you know i'm the 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 highway checkpoint scene from episode five is going to stay with me yeah that's a good scene. <laughs> that's a that's good a really good scene. scene uh but you know i don't really think these characters are going to stay with me at all uh and i i think in terms of what it is and what value it has i think you uh ignis hit on it correctly which is that this is something of the time in many ways. Yeah. And some of those things are good, and a bunch of them are bad.
0: Yeah. I am curious about the movies. I know the movies thematically deal with a lot of things that I am only an outsider looking in. Uh, Japan transitioning from the bubble economy to recession, identity, ideas of nationalization, nationalism in particular.
2: Militarization. Of yeah, police. so yeah.
0: I haven't seen the movies, so... I'm going in interested.
2: Yeah, I'm i I'm very curious to see yeah. how those play out now. I think this that's a context that this this story and this setting will just exist better in. Mm-hmm. Uh so yeah, I guess that'll will wrap it up for the Pat Labor OVA, the early days. Uh, do we know what we're doing
1: next? I
2: know what so we're doing next next. Next, as as I
1: believe right now our tentative schedule, and of course you can always get updates at Mechanation's pod. Uh, But I think our immediate future schedule is that we will cover uh, at least the first Pat Labor movie. Uh, And then beyond that, I think there'll be uh, a few weeks where it'll be me and Ignis covering Gundam Wing. That's right. Uh, And then uh, beyond that, I think we have designs to get into, to try our hand at Code Geass. That's
2: right. We will be, this is the official announcement of the next series we'll be covering after the, are we doing just the first Pat Labor movie? And then we will... uh, be going into our gundam wing schedule and then uh whatever we do next which we are now announcing right yeah guess
1: right so i i think that's the goal i think the goal with gundam wing is to get up to episode 26 so in effect be the first one of the recap episodes yeah yeah uh, and, uh, and, you know, and then at that point to, uh, to switch things over into Code Geass, which has been getting a lot of interest recently. I've noticed that yeah. certainly a lot of people are talking it's Netflix, about, right? it. I believe so. There were,
2: yes. there are, um, in the same kind of vein that Evangelion has had so those, uh, recap movies. Code Geass has been having some recent mm-hmm. movies being released, which yeah. is why I think it is coming back into okay. the, into people's attention. Plus, yeah. cyclically that, that we're, we're in that time where people are remembering 10 years ago shows, 20 years ago shows. So...
0: Because Code Gaius was... A, like, 10 um,
2: years ago? I want to
0: say 10 to 13 years okay. ago. Yeah, something. 2008, 9-ish, when I was in college. Uh-huh. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. That
2: sounds correct. It's around the time of Bleach, when I sleep. <sighs> uh, uh, yeah, no, totally. That's fair. Uh, so, yeah, they will catch us next time, and we'll be talking about the movie, see how that sits with us. I know Pat labor 2 is more the one that uh, people have discussed, but I'm very interested in seeing... Yeah. These characters on a they theatrical
1: set. It will you know. also be the first time that we discuss a movie That's on true. the podcast. Oh,
2: true. Unless you, count, Unless you count Avengers. Avengers, yeah. That would be the first time we talked about a film. But a mecha film? Yeah. Uh, yes. So, yeah. Catch us next time. We will uh, We will be discussing more police mechs. Hopefully, this one won't be as as rankly as the early days. Uh, I was one of your hosts, Ignis Maddox. Steven Hero. PMC Trilogy. And we'll
1: see you next time. Don't talk to the police. I can't believe you stole this podcast just to go see your baby. <laughs> I did. I know.